Hey, I'm Lynn Rogala. And I'm Ali Diliberto, and we are coming to you from the ladies' room. So we can talk about removing stupid, frustrating, and toxic shit from the world in a way that's not prim enough for the dinner table. Welcome back to the ladies' room. Ta-da! Ta-da! Hey, I don't have any other new way to say it. It's just... (laughs) it's the same same thing i try to mix it up and it's just welcome back to the ladies room what do you want from me (laughs) you could say what you said to me a minute ago like are you ready to try again and i and i could lay on the floor and say no yeah you were going to throw a little baby tantrum so i don't know that i want to fire up that baby tantrum again i don't know how baby of a tantrum it was going to be might have been a pretty good one no i mean the tantrum that a baby would throw not the size of the tantrum. Full-fledged, okay. Yeah. Wailing and Yeah. A baby's tantrum, not a baby. Not a wee tantrum. Not a a mini tantrum, but like the tantrum that a baby would throw. You know, when Riley was really little, I didn't know she threw tantrums for a long time because I thought tantrums were only uh, screaming. I didn't realize that crying tantrums were a thing. So she would sometimes go into this crying tantrum and I'd be, I'd try to get her to stop crying. And then finally I realized, oh, this is a tantrum. I know what to do about that. And then everything was fine <laughs> to that. Dear Riley, your mom knows a few too many things for your own good. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got away with this for a while because I didn't know what you were doing was a tantrum. But now that I do, <laughs> um, in fact, I have video and it's online too at my old blog, um, of Riley having a tantrum over something, I don't know, the wrong color bowl or whatever. And she's sitting, and this used to happen a couple of times a month. She's sitting on the floor and she's wailing like that really high pitch, you know, like that. Uh-huh. And um, so then our female dog, Gala came to sit by her um, because anytime someone was being sad, Gala had to come and be sad with them. She was the very sweet uh-huh. nurse dog, but then she starts to howl. Oh, and then <laughs> That, that goes on for a few seconds. And then the male dog, Mark Anthony, then he starts to howl too. So Riley's screaming. Both the dogs are howling. I'm videotaping <laughs> it. I'm like, life is good. Welcome to the things. <laughs> it was quite funny because once I knew she was having a tantrum, I didn't give a crap. You know, I, I didn't need to reassure her or like just get it out. But then the dogs would come and like howl with her. And it wasn't because it hurt their ears because they never started right away. They would come. If it hurt their ears, you would think they would run away. No, they came near her to be sad together. Whatever's happening, we need to, and they would howl. I want you to respond to my tantrum. Yeah. I'll sit down on the floor and howl next to you. (laughs) I feel like that's how you spent at least half of 2021. Seriously. Seriously. Okay. So we have a topic that you have not allowed me to know about you have resisted all my attempts to pry it from you I know and it's been really hard because it happened over a week ago and I always tell you all the interesting things in my life but I was in Vegas in the middle of this bizarre moment in my life thinking what happens in Vegas immediately must be talked about in the ladies room exactly okay all right hold on I'm going to pause us one second Okay, I feel like we needed to have a test audio pattern. Remember that from when we were kids, where they'd be like, technical difficulties, please stand by. And they would be like, Ooh. but we're now all good. We have, okay. we have once again tamed the audio. So please continue your story. So whatever happened in Vegas. I feel like going back to my week tantrum, but it's okay. 
Um, okay. So I was in. Hell. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um, okay. So I went to Vegas for a couple of days. Um, a friend of mine came down and it's only six hours from Salt Lake. And we stayed at a, at the Waldorf really nice. Like it's not a gaming hotel. So it was kind of this really different experience of Vegas. And I haven't been to Vegas forever, but John refuses to go to Vegas under any circumstances because he thinks it's a den of all iniquity. He's so, so weird. Like he is so like he and Eric both have this cement personality. We've talked about this, about Eric's thing about pandas, but it's like, once they decide, <laughs> decide something, it's that, it's that way. Talk about a fixed mindset, like yeah. forever and ever, always. Right. Yeah. Although I do agree with him a little bit in the sense that I can't be in Vegas more than a couple days before just the total consumerism of it starts to really overwhelm me. Like, and I don't just, think I've ever had a trip to Vegas that was more than like three days, but well, I've been to conferences in Vegas and yeah. it's not quite as bad then because if you're going to the conference, you're kind of avoiding the main thing, but you're still like, I, I was at a conference hotel and we had to walk through the casino to get to the conference area. And the walk to the conference area was so long that they actually put signs up to let us know that we weren't lost. Like you're still going in the right wow. direction. It was like a 20 minute walk from the hotel to the conference center. And it was the same hotel. You didn't go outside. So just the, right. the bigness of it starts. Right. It to just overwhelm. never ends. Yeah. yeah. Mac is screaming fat baby to be let in. Okay. Now you can stop yelling. Um, and I hadn't been to Vegas, I'm sure. And like, I think it's been five, seven years. So there's all kinds of new things. And I'm like, oh, around this corner in the Bellagio is this great restaurant. And then it's not there anymore. I'm like, wow, I didn't really know they redid things so consistently. But anyway, it was just a nice, we had to go down to tour some treatment centers in Southern Utah um, for, you know, youth. And so we, we kind of just bundled it all together into something fun. So we were just like, I mean, we're two moms who are just tired, right? We, we, are, we work, we're busy. So we just um, went down and it was just really relaxing. Like we're staying at this beautiful hotel and it's not a gaming hotel. So it's really, really quiet. And we sat for like two hours and just watched, you know, the city go from dusk to whatever, like, you know, dark and light up at we just chill. We were just super chill. And then the next day we're like, let's just do nothing. Let's just stay at the hotel. I will say though, um, you know what Italy is when, I mean, I'm sure I've obsessively talked to you about Italy. No. Okay. So you'll know when I tell you, but Italy is this Italian, um, store that has like collects some of the best foods from all over different regions of Italy. And there was an Italy, there's like one in New York, there's one in Vegas, there's, there's like only a few in the US and there's a bunch in Italy and they're all a little different. There's like, they're not a cookie cutter, but um, there's also like places to eat. So the one in Trieste when we lived there was like right on the pier. So I'm sure you remember like seeing me send pictures um, from sitting like overlooking, you know, this, the restaurant and the pier that's a place that John like made friends with the guy and they were always giving him all this fresh fish and all, you know, nice. they just love like Americans tipping and whatever. And the first time we cruised, it was like a block away. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the best thing ever. This is like 
the grocery store of my like fantasies. And so I like brought a whole suitcase of food back from Italy when we, when we left. So, and it, an Italian shop there and eat there. It's very authentic. And I didn't know this, but even in Vegas, it's rated like one of the top five restaurants and oh, nice. it's more of a restaurant. They have like multiple different kinds of restaurants in there, like a, a salamaria and then they'll have a pizza place and a fish place and then you know like they just all the different things oh yeah but, eric um be, eric would be all over that it is amazing and just you know the best the best ingredients and so um i realized oh my god there's an italy right outside like the closest possible thing you could get from our hotel was italy so I was like, oh my gosh, we have to go to Italy. And I was like, tears in my eyes, like, I love Italian food and miss Italy. And my poor friend was like, well, it kind of seems like a grocery store with like seven different restaurants in it. I mean, it was better than that, but like I was clearly having my own experience. So like, anyway, are you peasant? Yeah. So of course I brought my like eight bags of things back from Italy. And then we're like, let's just stay in the hotel. There's so much to do. Let's just not go out tomorrow and just chill. Well, I had like a little business call in the morning. And then by the time she got back from hanging out at the pool, she was like, so, um, my son's ex-girlfriend who, you know, has, was very close in their family, um, works in Vegas and she'd like to take us out to dinner tonight. And I was like, all right fine. That sounds great. So I, it started this experience that like, maybe you can help reflect how bizarre it was because not only was it moms, but also like, I'm not the type of person who like ever does anything like this. So the night I felt like I literally fell through the rabbit hole. So she's like messaging, like we're dressed and like, like black pants and like a shirt like we're not dressed up or anything so we meet her at the Cosmo and then um no it started with she meets us in our hotel room and she has to change and she's explaining that basically like she has to do all these things as part of her job including going out to nice hotels and trying other restaurants and like making the places look pretty and I'm like wait this is a job like what's happening and so we're asking all these questions and you mean her um, presence is to adorn the place yeah like literally like that's part of it and she also like they think this is the first time that she saw my friends and she broke up with her son and they had dated for a few years and I mean you know nobody would ever want to not be part of her family because she's so lovely and so it was like really sweet you know because it was like kind of a mother-daughter moment like it was this time where they were like really kidding to communicate that how that they really love each other and they're keeping each other which is unusual right and just was great and um so then we so then she she goes from looking like you know a pretty girl normally to like in like somehow she made jeans and like a black short shirt like kind look like some kind of like fashion model outfit in front of our eyes and then and they were they probably were designer too like $300 t-shirt and $450 jeans or something crazy <laughs> like that it didn't even occur to me to ask for that but I was like yeah. wait I mean what do you do like what's the thing what's happening I love right I love designer stuff and the one thing I've never really been able to wrap my brain around is a designer t-shirt like a plain black designer t-shirt I'm like I what I don't <laughs> I don't understand yes so um 
so she escorts us to another hotel, which is the Cosmo. And we spent a long time, like, you know, going, walking all the way through. And she's like, and here's the chandelier bar and here's this and here's that. I'm like, all right. And then we get to the restaurant and I thought I was being punked because we're walking up to like a pawn shop, but it's a restaurant. So you go through this pawn shop that I don't know how you would ever know it was a restaurant unless you just knew. And then we went, she had made a reservation. We went in and we ate like these little amazing like appetizers that were like the whole meal is appetizers. So that was fun. Like it was tapas style, but like American food and all these little things that were like, you know, $800 for like two bites of something. Yeah. Those are the best. Oh my gosh. I still am dreaming about some of the food. And then, um, so then she, so we, our reservation for dinner, I think was at like eight 30, which is like pretty late for my friend, especially, but also maybe maybe for me, if I'm getting honest about it. So we have dinner at eight 30 and then we're like tired. We're like, maybe we should just go to bed. So her boyfriend is the, um, a manager at the, at a nightclub, like right nearby. And it's like one of the more prestigious nightclubs in Vegas. And she's like, well, he's going to get us, um, table service and you know we'll have our no bottle service and reserve us a table and we'll just get escorted in when we get there and Lisa and I are looking at each other like what is bottle service like googling things (laughs) like we have no idea what's happening this is wasted on you this whole experience is pearls before swine it was totally pearls before swine and also I'm like I don't know, like, I don't really know if it sounds fun. And we're talking the whole time during dinner, like about really normal stuff. Like, how's your relationship with the new guy? How's your puppy? And then also like, how's your job where you just go look pretty and do the things, you know, a few, two days a week. So, um, and trying to wrap my head around it was just like, I don't know. So then we, we, she talked us into not going home and going to bed, but staying up and we're like, okay, but can we just skip the table service because of the bottle service at our own table? Like we probably don't want to do that. And she's like, yeah, the second floor is not open. So he'll just escort us up there. So we're like, remember dressed like moms who are maybe going to a business conference at best. Like we went out for tea at the Waldorf before that. And that's what we were dressed for. Like prim little outfits for tea. That was yeah. the highlight of our day. Or that was you might as well. You might as well have had a giant tourist <laughs> sign over your head. Although, I guess so. It maybe doesn't. It maybe won't surprise you to know that I've read an article about these girls. <laughs> it does not surprise me. Only one, Lynn. Only one. I, no, I mean one was enough, right? There's not really that much to say. <laughs> but um, so there's plenty to say. I have a million questions for you. Well, I mean, I only read the one, but it's, I was going to say, you probably look totally like tourists, but in Vegas, that's fair. Everybody's a tourist. It's different in New York city, right? Like if you looked like that in New York city, everyone would instantly know you were a tourist, but in Vegas, like, yeah, yes, I am a tourist who lives here. Almost nobody. So anyway, for sure. No. And I mean, it was the, the whole thing was bizarre. Like the night where we were sitting up in the like sky bar watching you know, the evening, like twinkle, like the person beside us who came and sat down, I'm, I would be willing to put money that she was like a prostitute arguing with the guy she was with about another prostitute. Like it was, we were just, and like Lisa and uh, my friend and I were just like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, how's this happening? I think what is going on? I think when you're getting bottle service, they're call girls. 
<laughs> but that wasn't at that wasn't even that was like at the Waldorf. So I'm like, I don't understand this. So anyway, I think at the Waldorf the, they're escorts. <laughs> <laughs> right, because it's just, you know, so much classier. But we so we go to um, you know, she takes us over to the the swanky club. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm we're literally like, there's probably like hundreds of people in line that really put clearly a lot of effort into how they dressed for the evening. And then we're like following this girl who, you know, it was so uncomfortable almost because nobody could take their eyes off of her either. Like, you know, people who like, we just went through the day just happily being ignored by everybody walking around doing whatever we wanted. But as soon as she was with us, like everybody's like, I mean, it kind of made me like want to punch people in the face. I'm like, Leave, don't look at her like that. Um, but we, so they, she escorts us through the line and then these big like guys, what are those called? Bouncers? Like they come and get us and like take us in and everybody's looking at us like the hell. And my friend's posing in front of all the, all the like little girls who are there waiting to get into the club. And it's 11 o'clock at night. Like the club doesn't even open till 11, which I'm like, this, I don't understand this world. So this then that time. It's bedtime. I mean, at minimum, like I should be in bed listening to an audio book, like thinking about my podcast. Like I shouldn't be out here this late dressed like this. And I was just laughing to myself. Like I'm pretty sure everybody put way more effort into the amount of time and energy they spent waiting in line than we did to even deciding if this is going to happen. Yeah. They're in so, line and they're like, how are these tracksuit bitches getting in ahead of me? Right. Totally. And it was like a thousand dollars just to sit at a table. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh my God, is that really a thing? And so the the girlfriend was so sweet because she clearly wanted to dote on this, you know, on my friend and like make her like, this is like the best thing, you know, because in a million years, no matter how much money we had, like we never would have had this experience because it was so bizarre to our normal life. So we go in and then we go, like we, they give us drinks and we go upstairs, which that is kind of entertaining because then I could watch everybody and there was a real estate convention in town. So we were like, there's all the realtors doing their realtor thing. Like they just looked like realtors and it was kind of fun. But I was like, I've never been, I was literally thinking like, I don't know if I've ever been in a club, like literally in my whole life. Like I'm not a clubber. So <laughs> that like, is the name of the podcast. Now I'm not a clubber. <laughs> Allie becomes a clubber. No, um, no, that is not the name. That is not what happened. That will, that will never be. It for sure isn't what happened. I'm surprised but, you didn't see any celebrities. Did you see a celebrity? You don't. First of all, I do have some things to tell you about Justin Bieber. Um, but for the moment, no. Also, if I saw a celebrity, would I know is probably a better question. Yeah. I mean, you could have a celebrity sit in my lap and I just think it was a rude guy. Because that's the thing so, about Vegas is Vegas is so if you're if you're in New York, you're likely to only see a celebrity who's in New York who maybe lives there or is on Broadway or is hanging out or whatever. But Vegas right. is like adult Disneyland. So yeah. people go to Vegas from all over the place, all walks of life, all levels of income. Yeah. Um, and so you could be playing blackjack, you know, next to Brad Pitt. Right. Although we didn't gamble all weekend. So, you know, we were really like, we're that boring. So, 
I might have recognized Brad Pitt, but probably not. So we're doing, you know, we're upstairs and it wasn't like techno-y music. Like it was like, I was like, oh, this is good music. I learned this word from Jacob, my 17 year old that I thought was like, oh, some of this is vibey. I like it. So we're yeah, Riley to loves this. to vibe too. She has in her new, we, we redid her bedroom to be teenagery. And so she's got a place like there's between a bookcase and the wall, there's this big space. And we put her giant be- beanbag in there and hung a lamp. And she calls that vibe corner. There's a little shelf and she'll have like a Dr. Pepper with a straw sticking out of it. Like the diet Dr. Pepper with a metal straw. She's sitting there with her iPad, her little Sonos speaker going. She's it's vibe corner. We call it. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, it was. So I was like, okay, this is, but it was fascinating watching people. And then the, like the guys, the security guys or whatever kept coming up and like, we need to move you over here, ladies. And we're like, okay, so we'll go over there and then bring us water. And then they'd be like, um some guy came up and like explained to me where the exits were and I was like um am I in danger up here like what the hell is happening um maybe the fire (laughs) right so at some point I think we're leaving after like an hour I'm like okay this is very entertaining I sent my teenager a video so he could be properly impressed with mom's you know time in Vegas and then I'm like all right we're leaving but instead of leaving she escorts us down right dead center in the middle of the clubbing at the table where all the pretty people were so they were like half gay guys and half like you know girls and they were all having this party and I was I was like how did this happen like we had to climb on the booth to like just get over to where we were going and then like all the little young guys were like taking care of us. And then she was like the celebrity because she was like the mom. And it was the, I mean, I was like, I think there's people having sex behind us. And then there's like some weird thing happening over there. And I didn't know somebody could make their body move like that. And then we're the moms like in the middle of this, like in this ruckus. And I don't, and then finally we go back to our hotel and it's like three in the morning. You reminded so, me of this, um, this guy I used to work with and his wife and she was hilarious. I loved her. She was so funny. And she was one of those people who knew she was funny, but didn't know how funny she really was. She was like funnier than she knew. And she, um, she looked like the quintessential mom. Like she wasn't an old lady. She looked like the quintessential, right. like Cute. you guys come in and, um, you, after that football game, you guys are going to need the cider and donuts. Like she was that woman. Right. And they said when she went to Vegas, they went to Vegas one time for something, whatever. And they were walking down the street and there's Vegas is is like, there are so many, Vegas is not one experience. There's multiple experiences that you can have. Right. And for the most part, you want to avoid walking down the street. You kind of want to stick to cabs (laughs) and stuff. So they're walking down the street and they're the people that hand out um, the, the information, like the cards for um, Mm -hmm. like sex services and stuff. And she's every, every person that hands, she's like, Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Just being totally polite. Like, obviously she's never going to use any of those. Right. That's not who she was at all, but like, Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And her husband was cracking up. He says she came home with a gigantic stack of these things. Um, Cause she was just too polite to say no. Right. They're holding it up. Right. Like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so funny. So, but it's kind of what you're talking about, right? Like I'm in a club and somebody's having sex behind me. 
I have never been anywhere. That doesn't usually happen at Applebee's or right. Um, that doesn't really happen at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and there's not usually some very attractive gay man asking me to feel his abs, you know, like, or my friend that didn't happen to me. Cause I was like, I was sort of protected because she was in the middle of things. And then I was over on the edge next to the security guy who had kept checking on me. Like, beware keep a good eye on the old lady that nobody slips their roofie or something so that was my uh that was probably weird he probably didn't know what you were going to do like he could probably scan the room and predict everyone's (laughs) behavior like that guy's going to do this and that woman definitely is like this kind of person and that's the drug dealer whatever and like i don't know what to do with this girl who won't stop talking about italy (laughs) right i mean you couldn't talk no too loud it was, it was like the perfect night, right? Like so bizarre and like also kind of a treat because it was this like, I mean, I might, I think I've been to a club like once in my whole life and I was like 20. So it was so bizarre to be like, there's a whole other world that operates like this. And then of course, like she was talking to us at dinner about her life and her boyfriend's life. And like, they work like a few days a week only and they have this life that's like so bizarre and I was also like profoundly conflicted because I mean I didn't spend any money that night not even five dollars but I was like I don't think I want to be somewhere where somebody brings drinks to our table with like flares and stuff going out but then she's also wearing like no clothes or like a thong and like walking around like that and where like we're paying people to be somewhere just because they're pretty and like I I don't know if like maybe I did I don't I for sure didn't know there was a whole world like this that seemed really normal to the people participating in it but it really left me going like where's the line like at what point because she does modeling like she's done all this kind of modeling with um car shows and like she moved to Vegas because um her agent said like you you know like this is a better area to be from and she has what's considered like this amazing job where the money is great and she just works two days a week but um, go to the clubs for free like the article that I read a lot of the girls who do that um they they're not even it's not an official job right they don't get a paycheck I don't know what how her arrangement was but they don't get a paycheck but what they do get is um free food free drinks and tips like uh, club owners will tip them because they're hot. And so guys come to watch their hotness and then the guys spend, and it's not just like a regular everyday guy. Like they're really looking for the high rollers and the big spenders. Like they want the Arab sheiks to come in. Right. Um, yeah. But it's interesting it, that you say that because it really, and is she just- has an actual job that she really likes where it's like a bit, a bit above, like all of some of the crazy, like she doesn't wear underwear um out in public but I don't like oh wait the way you said that you mean she doesn't wear only underwear out in public <laughs> right like you she's said not a bottle like... she's not a bottle service girl and I asked her like can I get a bottle service guy like why did they assume we wanted a girl to bring our bottle like how does this work she's like well sometimes when we're hosting a party and it's women we'll just trade places and the guy who's working with me who's typically doing this he becomes the, the guy who's the eye candy and I'm just the supporting him and we all just make money and I'm like this is the weirdest and also like I object to this economy but after I left I was it's like, no different than all everywhere. of you 
There's no different. It's, it's no different than all the. It's so funny that you say that because all advertising is aspirational advertising, right? Right. So, this is totally what. As I was driving back the next day through Salt Lake or through Utah, like this is what I'm thinking. Like, I literally for myself could not define the line like yeah. which where does this become offensive and like I don't want I don't know if I want to live in a, an economy where like girls are living a good awesome life because they're making a shitload of money working two days a week you know in their in their underpants and it's not um prostitution but like at what line like where's the line of that so here's something interesting to take on two there two things I want to say to that one is um, I'm going to blow your mind at how much oh, this God. is done that without even just like sexiness. So um, back in, I want to say the forties, um, cigarette manufacturers had basically sat, it might've been the twenties. The twenties sounds more right. Um, which I guess we're in the twenties now. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Anyway. So cigarette manufacturers had mostly saturated the market for um, male smokers. Okay. And they were trying to figure out how to get women to smoke. So what they did was they hired a bunch of women, beautiful women, but not like sexy, beautiful, but just like chic, beautiful, like Coco Chanel, Jackie Kennedy. And they hired them to dress up in expensive designer clothes and walk around the city smoking. And that was their job. They walked around the city smoking, wearing (laughs) expensive clothes and female cigarette smoking shot up like astronomically. That's what it took because people were like, I want to be that I want to have her life. Right. Um, I want to walk around the city smoking. Yeah. And being beautiful. I I remember talking to my mom a long, long time ago and we used to, um, because we lived in different States, we used to catalog a shop. So we would, we would get the same catalog and then we'd sit on the couch on the phone and like go through (laughs) and be like, Oh, that one on page 12. Oh, that little suit dress. Oh my gosh. That's darling. Should I get it an eggplant or avocado? You know, like that. Right. So there was, um, there was this woman and I remember this, like the picture and it wasn't an expensive catalog. This was a place where the skirts were like $20. Right. But, um, she was I mean, in the eighties. That was an expensive skirt. Uh, that's fair. Chadwick Jackson <laughs> was the thing Just that we used kidding. to love to shop from. But anyway, she's sitting there on the, on the wall and like, she's dressed in this pretty suit, whatever. And she's looking and I said, you know, I want her life. She obviously has someplace really interesting to go. And that's what they're trying to sell. And she laughed and she told somebody she worked with it. He's like, she's so expressive, but that's what they're selling. Right. And I know they're doing it. And I still, it still works on you. It still works on me. And like when the iPad first came out, one of the ads they had was, um, the perspective was like shot from the point of view of a parent with a child on their lap and they were reading Winnie the Pooh together on the iPad. Oh yeah. I remember that. Do you remember that ad? And and that's, that's exactly, it's the same. So that's one Uh, thing, one thing to think of. And then the second thing is, wait, wait, what's the one thing to think of? Like there's all these manipulative things about advertising. Yeah. That that what you're talking about is no different that what you're talking about. I've watched Mad Men. Right. They're hiring her to sit around and be hot and, and to increase consumption at their club. Okay. No but you don't think there's anything different at all? I mean, there's, there's degrees, right? Okay. Um, so then this comes to the second thing. And this is one that's, I don't know. I don't know where, how I feel about this. This, it's one thing to say, like, I don't want to participate in the economy. 
fine. <laughs> right. But this economy exists. And these women have figured out a way to exploit it in their favor when traditionally it is not exploited in women's favor. So there's a part of me that's like, good for you, bitch. <laughs> right? I know. There's a part of me where I'm like, awesome. Like, why not? And like, I asked know- her, like, what will you do after you have kids? And she's like, yeah, lots of us have kids. I'm like, huh. What do you know about OnlyFans? No. Okay. So OnlyFans culture. Not, I mean, it's culture. It's not, it's internet. It's internet okay. culture. It's a website or an app. I don't know. I'm well, not I think on I there. saw the, the at Costco, a gift certificate though, but no, I don't know what it is. So, <gasps> oh, wait, no, no, not at Costco. And yes, I do because somebody told me about this and I, I was, was horrified. Say, horrified. I, well, OnlyFans came out. Originally, it was supposed to be a way for artists to give, like, there's artists, on, and Patron does this now, too. Um, like, there's artists on Instagram, and they're like, hey, join my Patron, and I put out, you know, like, there's a guy I follow on Instagram that I totally love who writes um, about Grace, and I'm a $10 a month patron of his, and he has, like, exclusive content for patrons. Okay. So he puts a bunch of free stuff on Instagram. He has a blog. And then if you like his stuff, he's like, hey, if you like my stuff, join as a supporter on Patreon. And this is what you get. Like once a month, you get this free booklet and blah, blah, blah. Well, included, right? So OnlyFans is originally kind of like that, but for artists. But what it's become mm-hmm. is mostly like uh, porn, but very specifically porn. Like these women run it like a business. Like they have an Instagram account and guys are like, hey, you're super hot. She's like, join my OnlyFans. And then they like, will do stuff like I will make an exclusive video for you, or I will do this, or I'll take a picture of my butthole or whatever. And (laughs) there's a place place where I'm like, if women are getting exploited like this anyway, something like OnlyFans kind of turns the table because there's no pimp. There's no, you know, they're, they're just, they, they have figured out this model where women, women's sexuality gets exploited and they figured out a way to get some money out of it. So there's a place where I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't know how I feel about OnlyFans, but I'm surprised you're so like I want to jump up and down. Okay, so I will say the context that I even learned about OnlyFans was from a gay man talking about his partner, like maybe just like that they have other friends in their community that make like six grand a month, and this is what they do. And I was like, yep. wait, what do they do? Like you just get on there and masturbate, and like people pay you for that. Like and also. Why is that okay with you? But whatever. I mean, I was just like, my, my twisted my mind around, but then also like, there's so many children doing this that yeah, like, that, right. and that's a different conversation, right? That's a different conversation. Like it, that's a separate conversation and like, it's not okay to do in your 17 and 300 and, you know, 64 days, but on the fifth day, like, then it's fine. Like, I don't know. It really it kind of left me just like so exasperated. Yeah, it's a, um, the internet is the wild west. Yeah, for sure. It there's so much, and there's but I think not we're also a lot of blurring rules. lines so much everywhere. You know. Yeah, like when you just... when you get into virtual reality, and like there's a whole conversation, and this is maybe a little deep for this podcast, and this one I <laughs> absolutely don't agree with there's a whole conversation where some people are like, well, child porn is okay. As long as it's just drawings and not real kids. And to me, no, because that is like ideation to activation is a thing. 
And so I don't support that at all. But there are a lot of really weird lines around virtual reality and like speaking only about adults. I, I don't support anything to do with children on any of these platforms to be 100% clear. Um, but there's a lot to be really explored around. Like, do I want an economy where women's bodies are for sale? No, I don't. But if that economy already exists and the women can make the money, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I think that there, so that was part of what was just mind blowing when I was looking at just the sheer business of what was happening and the way I love business. And then being like, it's so interesting because I'm not really interested in every economy. And does this girl have something really important to give the world that she could be giving better than this? I don't know. Like maybe this is her best life, but it really does bother me like it was really unsettling to be to because I would like just rather take a pass yeah and I agree it's everywhere but and there like, was a place where like I just didn't know what to do with so much of it yeah and the other the other place to look because we were talking about it's all degrees right so it's only it's the same as advertising right like what's the difference between that and you know a Victoria's Secret ad right where somebody's boobs are out or whatever but right. then on the other side it's not uncommon for clubs to let like ladies night where women yeah. drink free because they want the men to come in and spend money. That's what this club is doing. Yeah. That- I mean, again, I just couldn't quite like, it just blew my mind in a way that was like, I had fun at the club with the music and the weird experience and just watching a different world. Like that was, I mean, the people watching was fantastic. Right. Like you're at club zoo. <laughs> right. <watch> these. <laughs> and, like there's a little like a little 25 cent machine where you put in a quarter and like little pretzels come out and you can give the people pretzels like watch them right. try to eat the pretzels bring your giraffe head down here so I can <laughs> give you a, that's two dollars um, at our zoo to give them kids <laughs> but i don't i mean it, so there was like these two things going on and then my brain was being contorted having to think about all these things that were really like confronting and i don't know like girls selling their bot like part of what's wrong is women are participating in these economies too and I don't agree like like I think women do as much damage to women and what's going on um in like feminism as men do at least like close because we're participating in all stupid shit and I'm like it's not equal because women aren't paying you know, to go see men because who, why would you want to do that? Exactly. Um, there was a joke on 30 rock, uh, by the way, I don't <laughs> know if I agree with you hundred percent that women do as much damage in patriarchy systems as men do, but we can leave that conversation for another day. Um, but okay. I'll tell you the 30 rock joke, but I also have a question for you, which is how is this different from her modeling job? She's using her body for that too. So with her, I really didn't, feel like that like I was kind of horrified like just walking through the streets like how she was treated like when we were walking back at three in the morning like I didn't feel unsafe or anything but like guys would just come up and like try to touch her and like I'm like the hell yeah yeah that experience I had was like walking around with a pregnant woman who everybody feels like they could just touch their belly and she was just like she just knew how to like move them along and like whatever but it was just the most it was like really unsettling because that isn't part of my life on a day-to-day basis so it was really confronting for me and you're actually talking you're conflating two things right now 
one is not i'm telling you it was all mixed up together that's what conflating means <laughs> no i'm being funny <laughs> why doesn't um, it work whenever i try to be funny yeah well i we're almost done with the podcast i don't have time but maybe another time um there it, it the world exists where men feel entitled to touch the bodies of young women and that is distinct from the world where she goes if you want me to sit around and look pretty, that'll be 500 bucks. Like I, I, there's something really amazing that she's figured out how to make it work for her. Because if she said, I refuse, I would never do that. People still are going to feel entitled to touch her. And then it costs her $0 or she makes $0 for sure. And I think that this, I think this girl, like I didn't talk to any of the other girls, but I think this girl is like, like I thought she was a lovely human being who probably has a lot to give the world and I don't think that she's wrapped up in it like I don't think that like that it was it's like a mean I do think it's like a means to an end and I mean I don't then I was like well how much is that different than 99% of people I know going to work every day not that different like yeah you know cleaning hotel rooms or you know driving the bus or I mean it's probably not that different and so then I was like you know but yeah, yeah, I was, be, I was reading a conversation. I was reading, cause you know, I hang around on Reddit all the time now. Um, and I was reading a conversation in one of the subs I'm in where someone was talking about sex work and, and I, I don't know where I land on all of that. It's mostly exploitation and that's kind of, but, um, like only fans is considered sex work, but the woman is a hundred percent in control of it. Right. Like she's safe, whatever. Um, but they said, you know, the argument that you're using your body for money, can't be the only argument because she said I used to work in manufacturing and my knees are destroyed from 20 years of working whatever you know she like worked something where she had to like squat and stand up I don't remember specifically and she's like my knees and my hips are completely destroyed I totally traded the integrity of my body for that job yeah like that's a good point right and it's it's a it's a conversation where we have to have a nuanced conversation because you've already pointed out like how do we protect minors and how do we right. protect everybody, right? Like, how do you make sure the person isn't exploited? Um, and what kinds of body trades do we allow? Like, can you right. send someone to pick, like, what's the difference of sending somebody a picture of your boob versus a picture of like your butt and a thong? Like, I remember um, one time I was at the airport and I was in the, you know, buying whatever soda and nuts, whatever, you know, standing in line. And I looked over at the newsstand And they had on the top rack, they had, you know, Playboy or whatever behind these things. So you couldn't see them. And then on the very next rack was the um, swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated, where like, like the girl, like she had to have had a Brazilian wax because if not, there would have been hair everywhere. So she's like showing everything. And then there was one next to it, like some muscle magazine where this guy with his shirt off and muscles everywhere. And the woman next to him was in the thong. And like, you could see two total of her butt cheeks. And I'm like, thank goodness they're protecting me from whatever's on the cover of the Playboy magazine. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's such a, like, where's the line? Like she's showing her butt cheek for whatever she made to be on the cover with her butt cheek out. And then somebody on OnlyFans <laughs> is showing her butt for whatever that, you know. So where, where is the line? I don't know. It's a conversation. Right. I think that was the most confronting part for me was that I couldn't identify where the line was for me. Yeah. And yeah. It, the fact that that 
is what's happening. It's already so blurred. But before we go, we do have to talk about Justin Bieber. Wait, but I have one more comment about this. So okay. th- there's a classic, um, a classic quote from one. I can't remember who said it. The Supreme Court justice when they were doing some kind of indecency. <laughs> I don't know what porn is, but I'll, I, I'll tell you when I see it. Yeah, I, I know it when I see it. And <laughs> that that's true, right? Like you can't have, you can't codify a description. Um, right. Like there was another argument where someone was trying to like put something completely in language. Um, and another person was like, you can't, you can't, there's no way to codify this totally. And they were kind of arguing on Twitter and they said, he goes, okay. The person that was arguing with whoever the celebrity was, okay, give me a description of a chair that includes all chairs and excludes anything that is not a chair. (laughs) And he said, okay. Um, it's something with four legs and a back that you sit on. And the person tweeted back a picture of a horse with a person sitting on his back. And it's like, yeah, there's these places where language is just isn't enough. Like context has to be there and whatever else. So that's all. All right. And I wish I could remember what they were talking about. I can't remember what they were talking about. And I can't remember even who the person was that got owned like that. It might've been Elon Musk. And I want to just say officially on the podcast that I take back every nice or even positive thing I've ever said about him. Because I think when we talked about genius, I said something nice about him and I didn't know anything about him. And now I know a lot more about him and he is like a raging douchebag. So I never want to say anything nice about him ever again. All right. Well, maybe we would, we should have a whole conversation because one of the important things that happens in the ladies room and in real life is we talk about the douchebags who need to be avoided so that might be a good conversation he is one he's such right oh my gosh are you happy with my surprise topic wait not today no are you happy with my surprise topic it was a good one i am although the ramp up was i was like where is this going (laughs) and then (laughs) we went shopping and then we went went down the the rabbit hole then we went to the m&m store really get you, you like how boring and dull like vanilla my day was before we went to dinner for the pawn shop right yeah I, I got a starbucks then i went to the m&m store then i got you know a chardonnay with an ice cube in it and then i went and then i spent six hours the next day driving home with my eyes like crossed trying to make sense of my day before like what what happened to me so funny. um okay so last thing is i got to hear all this stuff about justin beaver while i was there and first, the funniest thing is all the pretty people call him just Justin and they're obsessed with him, which I've never heard Justin Bieber talked about in a positive context, like only in a super negative context. Like he's going to play at the um, Vivint down the street from our house. And I jokingly said, oh, look, Justin Bieber is coming. We should go see him. And John um, like lost his mind just at the suggestion. So I didn't know anybody actually liked Justin Bieber except like teenage girls. Yeah. And there but, were these, there was a time where there was these creepy women who had a countdown clock to when he turned 18. And I was just like, not there for that. That's gross. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. Yeah. That's disgusting. just ridiculous. Like, my Speaking was, of inappropriate things. Yeah. My sister was a labor and delivery nurse and she works in Michigan. And when Twilight came out, there was a kid that was, um, he played the werewolf friend. I don't know. I've never read or watch those but just you can't avoid it so the little kid who was a werewolf friend and um he was super young too and she said and he he was born in that in the hospital where she worked and all her co-workers were drooling over 
him. And she's like, one of you guys probably delivered him. He's only like 19 or 18 or however old he was. Like, <laughs> settle down, ladies. <laughs> Calm down over there. Yeah, it's if you true. delivered him, Good point. you shouldn't be drooling over him. Yeah, it's gross. Um, okay, so anyway, tell me the, so the, be- the beaver like, beaver. I'm just going to really butcher this, but apparently like they love, like all the people that work in Vegas, like lose their mind and love when he works because it brings in so much money and he is supposed to have a residency, which means he's going to agree to like play a certain number of times there. Yeah. And everybody was like super happy. And I regularly heard as we were walking around, like people talking about Justin, like it was, it was so weird. And I was like, wait, you mean Mr. Beaver? And that <laughs> was the end say- of that story. Did you say I totally did say that to um to my friend, you know, to the girl we were with. I was like, oh, you mean Mr. Beaver? And she just looked at me like, and I just went, hee, I have a podcast for you. (laughs) Were they askance that you called him Justin Beaver? I mean, I think that I all you had to do was look at me in my tea outfit at the club to understand. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had changed out of my (sighs) flip-flops. Also, oh, I I'm still dreaming about those. What do you call them? That I, we we disagree with what we call them because I asked the chef that I know, and he said they're called macaroons. Macaroons are the coconut ones, and macarons are not, the. I don't know. He was very insistent when I fancy French ones. Well, that's a podcast for another day. But whatever one, they were, I'm dreaming about them. One has one O, and the other one has two O's, and that's the difference. So the difference in how you say it maybe as a place to debate, but the spelling is different. All right. Deal. Well, that's all for the podcast for today. <laughs> I'll put a pin in it. <laughs> that's all for the podcast for today. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next time in the ladies room. Ciao. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to catch us in the ladies room. You can also find Lynn at A Spacious Life on Facebook, Instagram, and in Clubhouse. And find Allie at 5 Billion Entrepreneurs on LinkedIn and Instagram.